This is Crime Corner. I'm your host, Homasa. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm bringing you four crime stories that I believe are listening to worthy. And we are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and download the app CastBox. Search us under Crime corner with that on today's episode we are going to be talking about police nationwide ask criminals to halt activity during coronavirus outbreak also florida man thinks pregnant woman has coronavirus he viciously attacks and strangles her also with our third story mom dies Days after fatally stabbing toddler's son with kitchen knife. And with our final story, blood everywhere. Seven family members dead and and suspected murder-suicide in North Carolina. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are one of uh, the listeners that are uh, staying in during these quarantine uh, days... Thank you so much for hitting play. With that, let's bring you the crime. But first, a word from our sponsors. And like I did mention, we are going through um, some very special hard times um 2020 um has definitely been something right now we are going through this coronavirus the covid 19 novel coronavirus now i do live in the state of illinois and so far Right now that I'm recording this and I'm going to publish this, it is Wednesday, March 18. We have one death and I believe around 288 uh, statewide cases across 17 counties. Um, And they are reporting cases at Northwestern University. Uh, but I am hearing all that and hopefully you are tuning into this to unwind and try and keep yourself busy from that. And I do apologize. I am going to try and talk more about crime. But since this has something to do with crime and this is worldwide, uh, police nationwide ask criminals to halt activity during coronavirus outbreak. Uh, TheHill.com is reporting that several police departments across the country are asking criminals in tongue-in-cheek social media posts to stop illegal activity during the coronavirus pandemic. Police in Ohio, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Utah, and Washington have called on criminals to take a break to allow officers to respond to coronavirus-related issues. The Salt Lake City Police Department, for example, 
requested in a post on Facebook last week that all criminal activities nefarious behavior to cease until further notice. End quote. We appreciate your anticipated cooperation in halting crime and thank criminals in advance, the department said. We will let you know when you can return to your normal criminal behavior. End of quote. The Puyallup <laughs> Police Department in Washington State, which has been hit by COVID-19, made its request to criminals on Monday, saying, We will let you know when you can resume your normal behavior. The Blaine Police Department, also in Washington State, followed suit in a Facebook post, also promising on Monday to certainly let criminals know when they can go back to committing illegal acts. In Colorado, the Logan County Sheriff's Office issued a similar call for criminal activities to cease until further notice, while thanking criminals in advance. The department's requests have appeared online since at least the beginning of the month. On March 9th, the Kenosha Police Department in Wisconsin made the decision to cancel all crime. We are unsure when this ban will be lifted, the department said in a Facebook post. We ask anyone who was planning to commit any crimes to please stay home for their safety. Authorities also requested those who have information on someone planning to disobey this cancellation to contact Crime Stoppers. Meanwhile, the Struthers Police Department in Ohio and the Powell County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky posted their request on March 12th, with both saying they will update criminals when we deem it's appropriate to proceed with your bad selves. <laughs> A police department in, in Oregon also asked residents to stop calling 911 because they ran out of toilet paper. It's hard to believe that we even have to post this. Do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. You will survive without our assistance, the Newport Department posted on Facebook Saturday. Police departments in Denver and Portland, Oregon, also announced last week that they would be reducing in-person response during the outbreak to limit community spread, adding they would still respond to emergencies according to local reports. The coronavirus has so far infected more than 4,600 people in the U.S., resulting in over 85 deaths and over 17 recoveries according to the data from Johns Hopkins University. And that was The Hills reporting that police is asking criminals to halt all activity during coronavirus outbreak. And if you are one that has been infected and is recovering, we wish you well. Sending you positive vibes. Um... We're going to get through this and let's keep ourselves entertained during these hard times. I am going to be trying to be bringing you more crime stories and updates. So with that, let's continue with our next story. And we continue with our second story of the day and during these times 
you bet we have our crazy people out there uh we've heard it we've seen it they've gone viral people are acting crazy it is people really think it is the end of times like doing the most florida man thinks pregnant woman woman has coronavirus he viciously attacks and strangles her says police report a pregnant florida woman i'm not surprised is recovering after a brutal attack by a man who thought she had coronavirus police say nbc2 reports authorities arrested 24 year old joseph newell for allegedly attacking the victim on monday night at a cape coral apartment complex according to police an officer heard a panic scream as the officer walked to the apartment complex he witnessed newell strand straddling a woman with his hands wrapped around her neck authorities eventually subdued newell with the pain compliance medication the outlet reports our responding officers said newell appeared intoxicated and kept talking about covid 19. when the officers questioned the witness she said the suspect thought she had coronavirus and attacked her she said she was six months pregnant after placing newell in handcuffs the man started banging his head into the concrete according to police report newell is behind bars at the lee county jail on an aggravated battery charge he is currently being held on a 15,000 bond uh i will be bringing you any updates as they come to the public wow people are literally going crazy out there attacking people coming to conclusion thinking they are doctors don't be this man from florida don't be joseph newell who attacked a six month old woman what is going on people please be safe um just be safe out there and don't act like like this crazy god we continue with the next story And our third story of the day. This is so sad. These cases, stories really get to me. <sighs> Mom dies days after fatally stabbing toddler's son with kitchen knife. A Tennessee woman believed to have fatally stabbed her toddler's son last Wednesday died Tuesday from injuries she sustained in an apparent murder-suicide. The Knoxville News Sentinel reported that Melanie Sue Brown, 38, died after undergoing emergency surgery for self-inflicted injuries she sustained at her Lenore City apartment. The mother allegedly killed her son, King Brown, of two years old, before stabbing herself. Citing police, WBIR reported that Melanie Sue Brown stabbed herself in the chest and neck with the same kitchen knife she used to kill her son. 
During a press conference, Lenore City Police Chief Don White stated that Melanie Sue Brown called her mother Wednesday morning claiming there was something wrong with her son. White said the grandmother grew concerned while questioning Melanie Sue Brown about her son's whereabouts and went to their home, where she found the King Brown unresponsive and bleeding from multiple wounds. The grandmother tried to revive King Brown and called 911. At some point, his mother allegedly used the same knife to stab herself. King Brown died while his mother was unconscious by the time emergency crews arrived, according to People. White revealed to WVLT that the Department of Child Services DCS received several reports over the past three years regarding Melanie Sue Brown. However, it's unclear what those referrals entailed. Four days before her death, a grand jury indicted the hospitalized mother on multiple charges, including premeditated first-degree murder, felony murder by aggravated child abuse, felony murder by aggravated child neglect, aggravated child abuse, and aggravated child neglect. Meanwhile, DCS officials confirmed to WVLT that they've opened an investigation in regards to this case. You know, that is so sad. Like, DCS, I don't want to say it, but it's going to sound horrible. Again, failed. Like, this has been reported for the past three years, and this was the end. This was the conclusion. Another murder, another mother fatally stabs her two-year-old child like that's the that's the kind of world that we're living in right now like these mothers are going crazy why what's going on this is so sad such such a tragic 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 story oh god And we have come down to the last story of the day. Seven family members dead in suspected murder, suicide in North Carolina. And I quote, there's a guy at my house shooting right now. Those were the chilling words. Chatham County, North Carolina dispatchers heard late Sunday afternoon from a voice that told them he was hiding in a closet and to please get someone here to the house. By the time the deputies arrived and sorted out the gruesome scene, they learned that seven people, all from the same family, were dead in three separate crime scenes in Moncure, an unincorporated area about 30 miles south of Raleigh, Six of the dead appeared to have been shot to death by the seventh, who then turned his gun on himself. The Raleigh News and Observer reported. Chatham County Sheriff's Officer Lieutenant Sarah Pack said Monday that investigators believe Larry, Larry Ray of 66 years old, shot and killed his wife, 67-year-old Jenny Ray, at their home on Moncure Flatwood Road 
then went across the street to her to her grandmother's house. There, Ray shot and killed Helen Mason of 93 years old and her cousin Ellis Mansfield, 73 years, and Lisa Mansfield, 54 years, who were having dinner together, ABC 11 said. The 911 call came from the last house in the sequence of shootings, the home of John Paul Sanderford, 41-year-old, and Nicole Sanderfold, the 39-year-old niece of Jenny Ray. It was their teenage son who made the call. I'm in the closet. I haven't seen him, the young man says. I'm not coming out. The dispatcher tells him to stay quiet and she will stay on the line. He asks her to please get somebody here to the house, then asks how long is it going to take them to get there. Three minutes later, he tells the operator he thinks the shooter has left. He says his mom and dad were with him, and he thinks he heard six shots. He leaves the room. Oh my god, he says suddenly. Blood everywhere. My dad is dead. He returns to his room. You just keep that door locked and shut until the officer calls out to you and knocks on your door. The dispatcher says, you're doing great, bud. I'm proud of you. A few seconds elapse and police officers enter the house. I'm in here, he calls out. Deputies later found Larry Ray dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, although they did not say where his body was found. Pack said investigators have not uncovered a motive for the shootings that have shocked the small, rural community. Our hearts go out to the families and friends of the victims of this terrible tragedy. Sheriff Mike Robertson said in a written statement, To lose any family member in devastating but to lose several at once is unexpected in an unexpected balance is unimaginable. There, there are no words to describe the sense of loss we feel as a community in the wake of this terrible, terrible event. That is so tragic for that teenager to be in that closet and to hear all that so traumatizing I really don't wish that to anybody and who would do such a gruesome thing and especially to your own family like clearly you have no heart you are in a special place and I hope you're paying for this oh my god just horrible just horrible And there you have it guys we have come down to the last story of the day this has been episode four of crime corner season two once again guys crime corner podcast is available on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and cast box it's downloadable on any um android or apple ios where millions of podcasts are available listen to the best free podcasts like i just mentioned on android and apple ios search crime corner i am your host homasa and like i said thank you so much for tuning in during these times i will be uploading more stories 
so you guys can be entertained please share us let your friends know where you get the crime from once again i am homasa bringing you the crime but before we leave be safe lock your doors please lock your doors wash your hands 20 seconds do your thing throw some soap wash your hands thoroughly and don't forget look both ways before crossing the street if you are on your quarantine you shouldn't be crossing those streets but if you do cross the street like i just said um look to the left look to the right it don't matter if it's a one-way street it's dangerous world out there uh till next time i'm gonna stop rambling be safe guys peace out